from Greeley, Colorado. Greeley. It's an ugly fucking city name, Greeley. It's really, it's really ugly. <laughs> like you're talking with like this kind of lisp. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast. This is the greatest podcast you'll ever hear in your entire life. Go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Uh, give us five stars on iTunes. That would be great. Do not be a Bocephus. Do not give us one star. Don't be an asshole like that stupid idiot. My name is Tyler, and way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. Oh, I heard the bell that time. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was I was paying attention to the bell that time. You know, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I got it. Uh, I, I didn't know where I should rush and where what I should do. But anyway, like, literally, probably nobody like <laughs> listens for the bell and the the, the, the audio cue. Oh, that's great. Though. That's right. Uh, it's what I live for on this yes, podcast. Is that that is the highlight. It's the highlight for me. Correct. So yes, thank you all for listening to the pod. Uh, we're gonna. If you don't know already, if you hadn't read the title, if you went into this completely blind, I'm gonna spoil it for you because we're getting into the Trey Record Suicide Notes and Butterfly Kisses. But before we do that, what we like to do, we like to take the band that we're doing on the podcast, and we like to take all of the records and rank them from worst best or worst in general to their best. And uh, that's what we're gonna do, especially. And it's gonna be interesting because Jeff is not much of an He's not that much of an Atreyuman. Whoa. I'm already having a hard time here. <laughs> but that's okay. But that's okay. Right. So we're going we're gonna to do that. We're going to do that. We're going to rank them. And we're going to give our favorite songs from each. So let's just jump right into it. Jeff goes first. It's always teacher's pick. So what do you got, Jeff? For your, They have seven records, by the way. So seven to one. What do you got? So, so what I'm... What I'm going to do is because I, I did listen to their three EPs, right? Yes, correct. Yes, yeah, so I did listen. Do you to want to rank the EPs, EPs separately? No, or no, because I already I I already made my notes to the way I'm going to explain it to you, and I'm not changing. Okay. It. Okay, that's. I fine. don't change. I'm an old timer. I don't change. I'm like an old dog. I don't learn new tricks. So what I'm going to do is that's I'm true. going to if if. Let's just say number seven, whatever. One of the EPs I thought was the worst. I will say, oh, as a side note, this EP I would put here, and then I will go into my number seven. Okay. And okay. This is where I. This is what I, I like how you preface this at the beginning because I know your least favorite is going to be an EP. Oh yeah, for sure. So let's just get right into it. Covers of <laughs> the Damned, man. This is this was fucking bad. This was terrible. <laughs> this was dumb. There was nothing good on this. Nothing about this EP was enjoyable for me in any way. I have really? zero songs for it that I think are the best. This was awful. Huh. I hated everything about this EP. But just... my number seven pick uh-huh. is In Our Wake. Oh, thank God. In oh. Our Wake. 
Oh, I have to like lean back in my chair. <laughs> Thank God. It's, it is crazy. It is crazy oh. how how shitty metalcore Atreyu can be. And uh. what, like Renee listens to a lot of bad metalcore. Yeah. And and she likes Atreyu a lot. So like this entire week I've been listening to Atreyu and she'll come out like up to the office and like listen with me and I can see her mouth like all the fucking words. I'm like, do you know what song? She's like, yeah, it's from fucking this album. It's from this. I'm like, what the fuck? And, but it makes sense because they have a lot of bad metalcore stuff. And this is like full blown stupid metalcore. This is way, this, this is way too perfect and scripted. Like the highlight on this album, I guess was the backup vocals. A lot of times the backup vocals help to kind of break up the boring sound. But, mm-hmm. but barely. Yeah. But okay. I actually, I actually really like Deaf, Dumb, and Blind. It was, it was fun. The backup vocals are really fun. But right after that song was Terrified, and Terrified is probably like <laughs> top three worst Atreyu songs. That wow. song, that song's even worse than everything on their EP. <laughs> I fucking hated that song. Wow. Inner Wake is your is your least favorite. Yeah, holy shit! But coverage of the damn so is their scared. worst of the worst of the worst. But that see, okay, so I'm hated since you hated it since you're doing this too. Since you're doing this too, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do it as well. So, oh, oh, so, oh wait, so so what, what was your favorite? Oh, de- deaf, blind, and dumb. Wait, what's that stupid song called? De- <laughs> deaf, dumb, and blind. Deaf, dumb, and blind. See, even they they fucked up the title. Oh God, it's so bad. But I'm very happy. I think I was so worried that this was not going to be your your least favorite or your worst because it's not even. I'm so glad. Like this was almost like no. This was a no brainer for me. So my next my next two kind of went back and forth, mm-hmm. but this was a no brainer. This was for sure like the first time I listened to. Yep, yeah, that's it. This this is the worst one. This is terrible. Yeah. I mean, I'm just gonna say right now, Inner Wake is the worst thing they've ever done. I I think it's. It's just, it's, it's abysmal. It's, there's nothing salvageable from this record. It's like, I understand like when, when they work with Feldy, they tend to, to let, not let Alex, you know, scream or at all or yell. Like they, they kind of shy away from it for whatever reason. So they try to make him sing, even though that's not his thing. And, but it's just, dude, this is just taken to another level. This is like, this is really where you see the Brandon Soller show really take stage, take, take front stage here. Like this is all Brandon. Like this is all, I'm sorry. This is all Brandon and all Feldy, all Brandon and Feldy. Like the rest of the band had nothing to do with this record at all. And you even like, I've even heard it in interviews, like where they're, they're talking about like the song in our wake, which was like picked up by like the NHL and some like NFL teams as like an opener or some stupid shit like that. And it's like, Dude, that song is like one of the worst songs on the record. It's not the worst song on this record. The worst song is Superhero. That song is hot garbage. But In Our Wake is a close runner-up to that. Uh, but anyway, so yeah. So th- this this album is clearly a Brandon Soller solo project. And th- you could just totally tell the rest of the guys in the band had no say. Like there's nothing on this record that really sounds anything like a Treyu. Or like there's no... There's no... It's just unrecognizable. It sucks, man. This record sucks. It's it's and, interesting that you said superhero because 
Like what Dude, the fuck so was that? <laughs> like when <laughs> that I read it on Wikipedia, right? yeah, and M Shadows, yeah. which I and hate M- even saying that yeah. stupid fucking name. But I read yeah. that and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. But then there was like a like a weird almost ska sound to it. And it oh, was dude, it's... kind of poppy. And I was just like, what the <sighs> fuck is this? It's unbelievable. How why? Is. Why is this here? And and why this record was even <laughs> conceived is like, dude, like we, we've talked about a million times on this podcast, like Feldy, we like Feldy sometimes, but for the most part, what he does with bands is just god awful. Like what he's done with a tray has just been so so bad. Except for le- uh, we'll get into that later. But this record in particular was just so bad. The last two Blink records were just, for the most part, not very good. The last used record was just so bad. Like, what is going on? What is going on? To be to like, be why, fair, why are people working with with Feldy when they make music that Feldman writes? Like. Oh fuck! To be I'm, fair to Atreyu, this sounds just like the like normal shitty metal chord that Renee listens to, but putting it up against what Atreyu has done, like I now understand why people hate in in in, in the Atreyu realm. Now I I understand like why people fucking hate Feldy because Atreyu, and we'll get into it later. But we'll, like Atreyu, like what do you do? What are you doing? What's what's going yeah. on here? Yes. Like this this is a cry for help. Dude, this is it it's just so unbelievable that the rest of the rest of the band agreed to do this record. Honestly, I don't think they agreed to do the rest of the record. I really don't. I think it was like to the point where like Brandon Soller was probably saying, you know, if you guys don't want to do it, I'm out. I'm not gonna do the band. I'm not gonna be in a tray you anymore. And him being, you know, the hook guy, the guy who sings all the choruses, <laughs> they're like, Oh no, no, we we have to have our hook guy. We're not gonna be a band without our hooks. And so they just let him, uh, to me, I don't know. This is the completely outside. I don't know them. Oh, I know. I've, I don't really know them. But, like, dude, they just let Brandon walk all over them. And, and it, it, was, it was weird because, I mean, you don't follow them, like, as much as I have over the years. But, like, whenever you saw interviews with them doing, like, talking about this record, every single band member, even Brandon, every, but especially, like, the other three guys or four guys, they were always, like, on the defense they were always saying well our old, like before anybody like talked about this record they would always preface everything by saying well our old fans aren't gonna like this but that's okay <laughs> like they were always like they were always like kind of like on edge and it was really uncomfortable to watch interviews or listen to podcasts with them it was dude I, this oh, album is like so bad almost like it's subconsciously so admitting that they think it sucks too but just heading in a new direction is is automatically a good thing. Yeah, dude, it, I just don't fucking get it. But if if I had to pick a song, which I don't think there are any good songs on this record, <laughs> if I had to pick one, it would be "Nothing Will Ever Change," only because it's kind of heavier. But it's like like what Alex, the the former singer, now what he said is he like he said, "Fake heavy." That's what this record is. That's what their new song Save Us is. It's fake heavy. Like it's them trying to be cool and still trying to be edgy, oh, but it comes so off lame. so fake, dude. It comes off so so bad, dude. What the fake heavy? <laughs> yeah, it's so yeah, lame. It it is lame, but it it's the only way to describe this kind of music, you know. But like, he described it like that, right? He said that the former singer. Well, he he the former singer described the new song without him 
as fake oh, heavy. Okay, okay, okay. He described it as fake heavy. But is he right? It's 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 the it's same the sound of inner wake. It's exactly the same. And I honestly <laughs> I don't think he liked this record. Like if you if 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 you go back and watch any interviews or anything like that, he never spoke very positively about this album. Like he was he just didn't give a shit because he wasn't even really a part of it as the lead singer. He wasn't even really a part of it. That's fucked. That's fucked. Oh, God. But yeah, anyway, it's just, dude, this song is, I mean, this album fucking blows. I'm sorry. I'm Damn. not, no, you know, I'm not sorry. Fuck this. This album sucks. Damn. It's fucking shit, dude. Let's, let's, let, shit. let's move on because we're going to, we're going to, we're <sighs> going to shit on this thing for the next 35 minutes. Dude, I can just shit on this in Feldy. And I like Feldy. Oh, dude, this is the worst. Dude, this is like Stockholm Syndrome for us like we <laughs> we don't want to talk shit on feldy because we like his stuff sometimes but this is just so abysmal and just fucking shit okay anyway what's your number six uh number Continue. six congregation congregation of the damned yeah congregation okay. of the damned and like i said this one in my number five i mean they kind of went back and forth a little bit but uh it wasn't so much that i that this album was like bad mm-hmm. it was it was more so that it was just kind of boring it was harder to listen to just because i wasn't I wasn't mad. I wasn't happy. I, I just didn't feel anything. It was just boring. It was hard to get through. It was just, it was boring tuna. This was, <laughs> <laughs> it just, it just didn't go anywhere. It was, it was fine. Every, everything about it was fine. Everybody did a good job. There just wasn't anything there for me. And I, I think it was hard. I guess maybe for me, who is not a big Atreyu fan, going through mm-hmm. the albums from beginning to end, and then going from beginning to end, you start to see the end part of a tray. You're like, wow, I, like this is where we're at now. This is what's going yeah. on. Okay, all right. It's so depressing. But my my, my favorite song here was uh, "You Were the King." Now you're unconscious. I think the first choice. the first couple minutes are solid, man. Like it's so fucking cool. His growling is that build up fantastic. It's a long song. Overall, the song is, it's like five and a half minutes or something like that. It's, yeah, something like that. It ends up being a fine song, but if you just, I don't know, maybe they spread it out between two different tracks, it would have been better because the first couple of minutes were, it was a banger. It okay. was a banger. Congregation of the Damned is your number six. I, I, I honestly expected that one to be kind of lower. Like, you, you're kind of on this trajectory. Like, I'm, I can kind of guess where you're going. With okay. your with your inky, so I knew this one was going to be lower for you. Um, but not did, my number did six. You, did you what? real quick? Did you know it was going to be low because it was boring? I knew it was going to be low because there were it was more Brandon and less of Alex screaming and and the some of the stuff on this record was Alex trying to sing or it was him singing. So I figured that was and it's a little bit slower. It's a little bit more laid back of a record. So I figured this would, that's why this one would be lower. But I knew it would not. I mean, I was hoping it wasn't going to be lower than In Our Wake. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God okay. that one was at your bottom. But I can't, I can't, I still can't believe you put covers, covers of the damn below In Our Wake. That was, that was fucking that, stupid. That was awful. That was just plain stupid. <laughs> that was so bad. And they recorded that covers of the damned after Congregation of the Damned, by the way. That was the EP they came out with right before they split up. But anyway. Oh man, number six for me. Number six for me. This is where everything goes from a two point two five and above. 
So wait, you think inner weight is a two point two five? No, 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 no. Oh, so, okay, you're, you're, oh yeah, so, I got gotcha, so you. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha, you. Yes, gotcha, thank you, gotcha, thank you, thank you. So, so if you don't know, if this is your first time listening, three is a perfect album. Two is a good album. You're going to continue to listen to. One is a bad album, but you, you should give it a shot. And zero is just fucking a dumpster fire. And inner wake inner is probably below a one. It is me. below a one. It's like <laughs> it's like a point five. Like it's so fucking bad. But Long Live is my number six. Uh, and this one, like I said, from here on out, there's nothing below a 2.25. So Long Live is my number six. This is them coming back after they broke up. This is them kind of like saying, you know, we're back. We're, we're going to, we kind of want to throw it back a little bit to like more of a harder stuff. Alex is only going to scream. And we're just going to be like, make them a little bit more of aggressive out, make more of an aggressive album. We're going to produce it ourselves. We're going to just kind of make it DIY. And then the first show back was that Chain Reaction. And that's what the show that we went to that myself, friend of the pod, Mike and Justin went to along with Tammy and Erica. We all went to the show at Chain Reaction and it was fucking insane. The, 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 <sighs> the fucking show back. It was fucking so much fun. But yeah, and then like a few months later they put out this song or this, this album Long Live. And so yeah, the, this, this album, I think it's, it's, it kind of lives up to what they were trying to go for, the, the heavier style and kind of just like kind of, just having it was almost like them having fun after a long time and the songs some of the songs are just kind of they're a little kind of weak at points but for the most part it's a pretty damn solid record and okay. my my two favorite songs are start to break what later on the record and then also there's a, a b-side from this called when the day is done and uh, it's a b-side on this one it's an amazing song but it's also they actually made it a B-side on this this album, and they made it uh, on the, this song made it on the deluxe version of In Our Wake, because on the deluxe version of In Our Wake, they couldn't come up with enough decent songs, so <laughs> they threw a bunch of old B-sides from previous albums on it, because that's how bad that record is. Damn. That's how bad it is. Like it's worse than Cali Deluxe. You haven't mentioned. No, yeah, it is. But but you haven't mentioned any of the EPs yet, so. I don't know why you think covers of the damned is so good. Oh no, okay. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Covers of the damned, I'm, I did forget that. Covers of the damned is between Long Live and Inner Wake. Oh, okay. So it's it's better than Inner Wake, but not as good as Long Live. Oh, okay, that's fine. we'll just say that. Well, that's so you, you're you're barely you th- you think covers is barely better than than what I think it was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just okay. I still can't believe you thought Inner Wake was that good. What? No, the Inner Wake was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not what you said. That, that's exactly what I said. I say Inner Wake is the worst fucking album they've done besides the EP. Oh my god! See, so it it is better. Well, it's not an album, so Inner Wake's their oh worst god. album. Covers is the worst thing they've ever done. Okay, so what do you got for number five? Uh, number five is Lead Sales. Lead Sales, Paper Anchors, mm. and this was kind of weird because, I mean, like Doomsday starts off like pretty damn good. And it's interesting. And then the album just slowly fell deeper and deeper into just silliness. This is <laughs> this is the metal metalcore sound that I fucking don't like. There's too many tricks like that. And they do this a lot. And they do it in in uh in, in butt kisses and, and suicide notes. <laughs> <laughs> They like do that. I don't know what to call it, but it, like the way I described it is, it's a swell sound. It swells, uh-huh. and it, it it usually bridges like verses to choruses or choruses to verses, and it's like it's like this sh- crescent crescendo. 
Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And at the very the end of Doomsday, like there's a perfect example of that sound. It's like, and then it goes into something. <laughs> and like that, that kind of like production gimmick irritates yeah. me. And then once I really heard it on lead sales and then they constantly did it over and over and over and over, it fucking pissed me off so much. It made me so mad. <laughs> so but Doomsday, Let's, that's the best song. That's the best song Doomsday. on this album. Okay. And you know this was the first so, one um, produced by Feldy. Yeah. Yes. Okay, I'm just making sure you know this was Feldy. This is when we began to see his his downfall was this record. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting because you can hear... Just like production wise, there's, there's a lot of tricks. There's a lot of gimmicks that are going on. Like I said, the that sh crescendo, the crescendo. That's what I'm gonna call it. The crescendo. <laughs> yes. And there's like a lot of uh, there's a lot of drum tricks that he does where, almost like a sound. If if a drummer goes from you know just being like normal, and then you put the drummer behind a closed door, and that sound. Yeah, you know what I mean. I know With what the tones mean. all the way down, like that. Like there's a lot of tricks, like a lot of stuff you don't need if the music can support itself. Exactly, exactly. And this was definitely the first album that I, I, I really thought, like, damn, they really like, they really tried to do a lot of stuff. It was like a kid in a candy shop, as far as 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 on, on a mixing board. Like, what does this do? Oh, let's let's put that in there. What does this do? Oh, let's put that in there. <laughs> So, I mean, you can definitely hear it. It wasn't terrible, but it, it definitely mm. wasn't good. But yeah, like I said, Doomsday, I, I guess, would be the best song. When 2 are one is, is kind of cool, but mm-hmm. it, it's it just, everything sounds too perfect. Everything sounds like it was, it was, it was like mastered and it was like mixed and like down to the fucking millisecond it was looked at yeah. and thought like, how can we make this, this, this one, one hundredth of a second sound better? No, I, I totally understand what you're saying, and I, I agree with you on pretty much all of it. <sighs> okay, so my my number five is <laughs> you're doing it. Uh, so my number five is Death Grip on Yesterday. I I think this album is fucking great. By the way, this is like I'm not really knocking this record. I think it's fantastic. But for whatever reason, even back then when it came out, it didn't really connect with me. Because I think I was still so hyped up on on Suicide Notes and The Curse when Death Grip came out. Because it came out pretty pretty sh- shortly after The Curse did. So I don't f- feel like I had fully like gotten out of The Curse element. So when this one came out, it just it just it wasn't wasn't all there for me. But I still love this record. I, there's some great songs and some great moments on it. But other than that, it's just it's it's an it's almost like The Curse b-sides i guess you could say that's what it is to me and that's not even a knock to this record because that's just how good the fucking curse is but that that's that's my number five is death grip this is kind of when you started to see alex kind of stepping away more and brandon coming up and singing more melodies and more of the clean vocals and maybe that's kind of why it didn't resonate with me that much was because of that but yeah so death grip is my number five and my favorite song on this one this is Probably top five Atreyu for me is We Stand Up. We Stand Up. We Stand is, Up. I'm pretty sure this is top five Atreyu for me right here. Yeah. Okay. I think that the, what, the, what they do vocally on this one and then the speed of it and the the ferocity of it, the song is just, does not let you down at all. Like it's just constant, constantly being punched in the face in this song. So that that's my favorite off Death Grip. So what do you got for number four? 
Number four. It is interesting that both of us haven't mentioned the other two EPs. Just throwing that out there. Oh, I forgot again. I'm sorry. I I threw both oh EPs right here. Oh my fucking god! I dude. did. You I'm put sorry. Both I, EPs right here. I, I I throw both EPs. Yeah, I throw both EPs before Death Grip. Yeah, Visions and uh, and and uh, fractures. fractured, fractured face on the porcelain beauty or fucking whatever. What that are you name fucking is. think? Are you serious? Yeah. No, I'm dead serious. I mean, I love Visions and I love just, I love the other stop. one. Stop. I'm gonna mute you. If I had the power to mute you, I would mute you right now, but I don't. <laughs> fractured was the first thing I got from Atreyu, by the way. Fractured. That was you fucking fractured butthole, so Do you know what why that was? Because I went to go get suicide notes at Hot Topic. I was at Hot Topic at the Bray Mall and I went to go get suicide notes and they didn't have it. They only had fractured that EP. And I was like, Oh, okay, I know this song and it was someone standing on my chest and I didn't realize that, oh, it was an EP because I only saw that song. I focused on that one song. And when I got home I'm like <gasps> Like I, I remember gasping and thinking, this is not what I wanted. And I remember I was really disappointed. But after after a few more listens, I, I ended up loving it. Okay. But that was the first first thing I ever got from the pen. But anyway. I can't believe you put it so low. That's right. I though. love it, though. Don't get me wrong. I love it. Well, you said it's terrible. but So my number four uh, is, uh, we're at number four, right? Yeah, we're at number four. Yeah, we're at my, number four. My number four is Death Grip. This, um, this, okay. this, like you, this, like you were talking about, this seemed to be like the decline in power. This is leaning more into the metalcore territory that we know as metalcore today. They lost a lot of the mm-hmm. bing, bang, boom stuff, a lot of the oomph, a lot of the power, a lot of the, as, as Matt Pinfield would say, a lot of the balls type of stuff. So God. it was it was really strong melody still. Like, like, indeed, like it has X's and O's. Like, who the fuck doesn't like that song? That song's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a banger. Song. It's fantastic. It's nostalgic. It's a good song. But overall, like, this is... Um, this was like the beginning of the end for me. And Makes sense. Because I listened to so much metalcore unwillingly, maybe I just really, really, really fucking hate that sound now. Much like I listened to a lot of trance unwillingly, and so I really, <laughs> really hate that sound. So whenever I hear anything that reminds me of like metalcore bands today, which... I don't know if it's like I heard a lot of Falling in Reverse or Ronnie Radke stuff in Atreyu or if I heard a lot of Atreyu in Ronnie Radke stuff, but there's a lot of overlap and a lot of similarities. So How you even compare Ronnie Radke to Atreyu is just, it's just, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Oh, I mean, it's not. So, I mean, I listen to a lot of, of all the bullshit stuff Ronnie Radke has done. It's funny because Ronnie Radke works with Feldy a lot. So oh that my god, dude! He does, yes, and That's, he works with Falling Reverse. Yeah, it's well, like so. Before Falling Reverse, he was in Escape the Fate, and Escape the Fate is another. Yeah, they're like, awful too. Like metalcore screamo yeah. shit band, but I don't give a fuck. I don't think Feldy worked with Escape the Fate, but I know he he worked with Falling Reverse and Ronnie Radke on his solo record and. Oh, talks about how much and and Feldy always talks about how much he loves Ronnie Radke and how much he loves nobody and loves, likes Ronnie Radke and how much he loves working with everybody he's ever worked with. Oh he my loves, god! He loves god. them and everyone is his brother and he loves them oh, and they're his brother. This is why and people loves the, them. I shouldn't That's say Feldy. that because I, I I was going to say this is why people hate John Feldman, but nobody hates John Feldman, and that's what that's him. what's so irritating. <laughs> That's what's so irritating because John because Feldman, he loves everybody. Oh my god, dude! It's 
just so annoying. It's just so annoying. But whatever. Death Grip is is my number four. Number four. Uh, the theft. I thought the theft was really cool. <laughs> That's a good one. That was like one of the most pop punk things they've ever done. I thought that was that was cool. That was yeah. fun. I enjoyed it. I can see that. But Death okay. Grip, I, I Death Grip, I would probably give. Honestly, I think Lead Sales. I pro. I might give. I might give a two point But Death That's Grip. Surprising. I, I'd probably no more than like a two point two. That's no still more really than high. that. That's very high. Whereas Congregation like and Inner Wake are getting ones or below. Really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, mean, oh, I, and then, and then I think Covers of the Damned, I would give a zero. You're so dumb. I would give it's a because, fucking you know zero. What? It's probably because there's that Deftones cover on it, huh? <laughs> that was not just a Deftones. The first no, fucking song, Living on the Edge. I don't know what song oh, yeah. it is, but it's garbage. That's a Bon Jovi song. Oh, it's garbage. Yeah, and then they tried and then they tried to do fucking uh Dead Kennedy's Holiday yeah. in Cambodia garbage. Yep. Oh well, my Summer god. Summer Chubb was pretty good though. The Deftones garbage. Was well, because the Deftones are terrible, so oh, covering so a terrible band in a terrible manner is probably fine. It evens out. Like two oh, negatives yeah. make a semi decent positive, I guess. You're dumb. You're so dumb. Uh, just All right, so <laughs> my number four is lead sails and paper anchors. God, finally, Jeez. this is my number four. This is the Feldy one. This it was, it, it, I I did want to bring this up because it was interesting that you mentioned how you started to see the decline. I put that in in scare quotes, the the decline with Death Grip because that was their major label debut, and then their their next two were also on major labels, so that's considered the major label years. So Death Grip. Lead sales and congregation were during that era, and it's it's interesting with you didn't you not knowing that that you kind of picked up on that the stylistic change. I feel like that stylistic change really started with lead sales, but it is weird that you brought that up with death with death grip because of that because they signed to Hollywood Records at that time. But anyway, yeah, lead sales is my number four when. I remember this was 2007 when it came out, I think. Yeah, it was 2007, I'm pretty sure. And they had put this thing on their website, like this this like puzzle or something like that. And you put like this puzzle together and it makes parts of, the, of a song on it. And the first song they released was Becoming the Bull. And I heard it and I didn't know it was a Treyu. Like I <laughs> thought this was, I thought it, I honestly thought it was a joke. I thought it was not real. I thought it was just, I just... I didn't believe it. It was so bad. And when it came to be that it was real, I was just remember just thinking, dude, this is just like the worst thing I've ever heard. This is more disappointing than AFI when Sing the Sorrow came out. This is just <sighs> god awful. But then, you know, like things in life, a lot of a lot of the times in life, you know, things change and you start things start to grow on you. And that's what Lead Sales did. I mean, I, even to this day, I think Becoming the Bull is not a very good song. But there are moments on this record I think are really good. With the best song being when two are one, I think that's that's a top ten Atreyu. I think that's an amazing song. Doomsday is a good, a, an amazing one. Lose it is a, a great song. I like Blue a lot, uh, even though it's kind of cheesy. I still it's a lot of fun to sing, and I have a lot of nostalgia with that song because this is an album too where I had been telling people, I've been trying to tell people for years, go listen to Atreyu. I love Atreyu. Or people ask me, like, who do you like a lot? And I always say Atreyu. And they're like, listen, this is garbage. And then this album comes out, and then they love this record. And then it makes me really mad that I've been telling these fuckers for years, 
to listen to them and they never do until this record and that always made me really mad but then i also <laughs> had a lot of really good times but then i also had a lot of really a lot of really good times because my friends who didn't listen to them before listened to this record so we kind of bonded with that and so i have a lot of good nostalgia and a lot of good memories with this record so that's kind of why this one's so high but yeah when two or one do that the guitar playing on this song is killer and brandon's drum fills are, are really good on this song too so there you go lead sales my number four damn so what do you got for your number three so you love filthy so what, what do you what do you have left you have suicide notes and butt kisses you have the curse and then you have congregation have you said congregation yet it's possible so I, I know what you I know what your yours are right now. So you're gonna say long live is your number three, and your number two is the curse, your number one suicide notes. That's okay. What you got. If if that's the case, I haven't said two of their EPs yet. Oh, okay, so I'm gonna say visions and fractured are gonna be right here. Or you know what? You know, okay, I take it back. This is what's gonna happen right now. Visions is visions is gonna be your next. Then long live is you're gonna be your number three, and then suicide notes is gonna be your number two, and then fractured. And then your number one is going to be The Curse. Okay. Because you're a little cuck and you hate when bands re-record their songs. So you have to go with the original just like you do with Buddha and Cheshi because you're stupid. <laughs> so that's what's going to happen. <laughs> so go ahead. Prove me so, right. Prove so me number, right. So number three is Long Live, not Visions. Okay. So number I mean, three. I can't believe Visions is that high. That's number, number three is Long Live. And, and like okay. you said earlier, this was I thought this was a good throwback to the good Atreyu. This this album didn't really ever get great, but there were plenty of times where it was it was like really good. The vocals were yeah, the vocals were super hard. They were they were kind of like corny and fun. I had a good time. And dude, reckless, reckless is mm-hmm. a oh, fucking a banger. And but it sucks that it took to the end of the album to get that great. Like this album was <laughs> never really great, but all of but, it was consistently good and fun. Flatlines and Heartbeats is really good. Brass Balls is great. I had a great Hot time team. with Long with, with with yeah with with with, with Long uh, Live with Long Live. Yeah. I thought it was a fantastic album, and I I just I don't know. I thought that after all the bullshit they did, throwing out this where they they're trying to go back to their original sound, but in a more mature manner, it was solid. Yeah, it was a good attempt. Fun. They did a good they did a good job of recreating the magic, even though they they really didn't recreate the magic. They kind of just reimagined the magic i guess i understand yeah it was good i had a good time all right that's i mean i'm I'm happy i still can't believe visions and fractured is above <laughs> this high you way baby because don't forget oh. i could i could put an ep as number one above any album because you're such I an idiot because you'd probably because you'd probably put fractured up there because you're if so dumb i wanted to well because you could do whatever you want i can do whatever but i want that's your stupid. podcast but i can do whatever i want no restrictions so my number three is congregation of the damned i think this record is so this is their most underrated record this one took me quite a while to get into i when it came out in 09 i just thought you know this is i like you i thought this was a boring fucking record i didn't i just i did not get it i did not get it at all but it took me a couple years and i remember i was just listening to through all of atreyu once and for whatever reason, this album clicked. And then over many, many listens, I just, I realized how complex this record is. And this is their most complex record, for sure. This one has not only really great drum parts, but the guitar playing, the lead guitar playing is the best 
this band has ever done or that Dan Jacobs has ever done on in his entire career. The his lead guitar playing is just so unique and it's just so it's 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 very subtle through many parts and when he knows when to bring it up and out and to to accent everything else it, he does it so perfectly his solos are just absolutely beautiful on this record i think this record is it's so fucking good it's not dude. a perfect record but i think it dude it's it's an amazing record it takes m- several listens i feel to get that complexity especially with the guitar playing but dude this this record is amazing <laughs> do you think this is like their neighborhood their neighborhood's it record could, it could be i feel this kind is forgotten, I mean, thrown by the forgotten. wayside. Exactly, and you need to listen to it more than once. Like this, this is not something that you could just listen to once and decide whether or not you like it. Like yeah, there are more fair, layers to, to it. it. One time. There are more layers to this, and it is a slower record. Just in general, there aren't very many fast songs. There are a few, but but overall, it's a pretty slow paced record. And Alex does sing a lot on it. There's not a lot. There's not a ton of. Uh, dirty vocals but it's there when it needs to be like they they i feel like they balanced all the vocals pretty well brandon sings a little more than i i'd prefer but he still does it in a way where they're back and forth between the dirty and the clean work well and they they it's not still like cook it's not yet cookie cutter where like alex does the verse then brandon comes in and does the the chorus with no transition like they're they're still overlapping there's a lot of layering there but like I said, the guitar playing, the lead guitar playing, it to me is just, it's perfect. Like it's so good. It's like fucking butter. It's, <laughs> it's so good. It's so smooth. But my my okay. favorite song, my favorite song, my second favorite Atreyu song is on this record, and that's Insatiable. It's a slower jam, but the guitar solo in that is one of my favorite guitar solos. I don't want to say it of all time. Okay, just just don't then don't say it because you're just gonna say dude, something that you're gonna I fucking regret. love, dude. This because guitar solo is so smooth. The guitar solo in Insatiable is so smooth, and the way he transitions in and out of it, like, I don't know. I think it's absolutely amazing. It's so fucking good. His lead guitar playing in this song, he just doesn't stop. Like he Dan doesn't even play the rhythm parts. He just, he lets Travis play all the rhythm. And Dan just, he doesn't even noodle. He just kind of like, he accents everything perfectly in that song, in, in Insatiable. It's my second favorite Atreyu song. The guitar solo is perfect. But a runner-up song on this record is Ravenous. I love Ravenous because it, it's, it's them kind of throwing it back to the older stuff, the faster stuff, the, the, ba- the, the kind of almost cookie-cutter verse and chorus of the vocals. It's, it, dude, this record's amazing. I love Congregation of the Damned. Okay. Not perfect. Not perfect. Okay. Not perfect. But an amazing record. Are any of these records perfect? Yes. Okay. Okay. What do you got? What do you got? <laughs> Number two, or are you going to go with EPs? What I'm going to go with an EP right now. Or EPs, okay. I guess. Visions? Yeah, I'm going to go with Visions. What do you got? I knew I, I'm going to go with Visions. Um, so high. This... I never knew like how rooted Atreyu was in the hardcore punk sound and mm-hmm. like this is this is so fun this is so energetic the clean vocals were a little childish but that was on purpose but they're barely there i, I feel like it was on purpose this was unbelievable like i i had i had never listened to any of their eps at all and i think 
when we did the last time the Atreyu, when we did the curse last time. I don't know. I whatever's whatever's. I don't know. I, I had a great but time that with was Visions. Different. That that was a little different because I don't think we did all their albums, did we? No, we we didn't. You didn't listen to all their records. We didn't dive into the lyrics. Like we were. It was more of just like it was different. It was like our old format. Yeah. So Plus we even though we had Justin on it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I don't know. I I just I never realized how much Atreyu. I mean, how much of their sound has changed from I guess fractured until John Feldman took over. It's just yeah. it's crazy, man. And it's 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 fun. And their EPs were just they were so killer. And their early stuff is just so killer. And it was a blast. They had to they had to have been like sixteen when they recorded Visions. I think they were probably like sixteen or seventeen when they recorded that. God, that's it's it's a solid EP. It's solid. It's not even fair. <laughs> But uh, of God and Monsters, this this kind of has a has has all like the fun tricks of the trade, like the back and forth vocals, the whisper stuff, the breakdowns, the speed ups, mm-hmm. the heavy palm mutes. Like it's, dude, it is a banger <laughs> of a song. And I like I don't know if I'm just kind of like rooted in nostalgia, just kind of like being in the scene, but not even like I was never in the hardcore you were scene. Never in it. Yeah. I was I went to a fuck ton of hardcore shows just because you went to a fuck ton of hardcore shows so I yeah, went to exactly. a fuck ton of hardcore shows but I was never a part I I, I should I should say this I was never a part of the scene but I was in the scene and you that's were why in the scene making fun of the scene but that's why this this listen through has just been like crazy like there's <laughs> there's been so many Atreyu songs like what the fuck this is Atreyu perhaps <laughs> I've like giggled to myself like holy shit like I remember playing beer pong at like brian's house and kevin's house to this song and thinking like oh this is a cool song oh you know that's far, islands that's or whatever that's far as it goes like i i had not thought about any of this stuff it was i don't know it was just it was a cool trip down like memory lane it was a cool nostalgic trip but it was a little bit more than that because it was, the music was good it wasn't mm-hmm. just nostalgic it was good solid music and visions i thought was i don't know man it, it really it really did blow it my brought mind. you back it kind of brought you back in a way but but even though uh, even though it was like a couple of years before our high school tenure at Esperanza, but we'll get more into that. But, into, I mean, let, let we'll get more into the scene when we talk about the main album. Visions brought me back not just to a time where, like, high school was was, I guess we were in high school and then parties were a thing and trying to score alcohol and doing all these other things. But Visions, I don't know, man. Visions brought me back to like a simpler time of hardcore punk. Like much in the same vein as like early AFI was just straight like hardcore punk. It was just it was simple. It was easy. There was mm-hmm. nothing really to it except just fun. Yeah. And and there's no reason why hardcore music and hardcore punk and punk music can't be fun. And this is a perfect example. Yep. I am but that's, with you. But that's my um that's my I guess two point five. So my number two album is is The Curse. I can't believe you put fractured above suicide. Yeah, this is uh <laughs> what? You don't even you don't know that. <laughs> I do know. Oh, you, you know son of a bitch. Shit, I do dude. know. You don't know fucking you I don't know. I do know. Anything. Oh, you're an idiot. You think you know, but okay. you have no idea. Okay, so so the curse is the number curse, 2 for you. The curse is number okay. 2. I'll take it by light. The curse is number 2 for me. I wasn't talking, you know, obviously. This was surprisingly nostalgic even even more than what I thought it was going to be because we had already done the curse and even when we did it with Justin, I was like, damn, I know a lot of these fucking songs. 
But then listening to it again, I realized that not only do I remember all these songs that I already knew, but again, like Renee, she listens to a lot of the kind of like the deeper cut, I guess, to The Curse. Mm-hmm. So I knew those songs and it was, I don't know, it was fun. Like I had a good time and, and it sounds like lame when I say singing along to these hardcore songs, <laughs> but I did, fun. but I did. That's like I sang fun. along to so many of these hardcore songs and this, this is the metalcore sound that I wish stopped here. I wish the metalcore sound stopped at this. And this was as experimental as metalcore got. Because after yeah. this kind of came out, metalcore transitioned into what it is today. And what I think what it is today is fucking garbage. Garbage. Yeah. Absolute garbage. And I wish it stopped here at the curse. Because the curse, damn, the curse is a, a good, the curse could be a perfect metalcore album. I don't or know a, a lot album. about metalcore. I don't know if it's perfect, but as far as like metalcore goes, I, I think the curse is like a perfect metalcore album. But my favorite song, uh, my favorite song is Crimson. Dude, the Crimson is so good. I, what do you want from me? <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I can't. No, no, I love it. it I know no, it's a I, single, but dude, it's, I fucking it's, love it. It's hard to get over that that nostalgia, and like that's one of the yeah. songs when we did it the first time. I was like, holy shit. Like, dude, that, how many times have I heard this fucking song at, like, parties and shit growing up in high school and out of high school? Just in I, general. I, it, it blew my mind when I heard this again. Like, it blew my fucking mind because I had forgotten about it for so many years. Then we did the podcast and everything, and I just, like, I don't know. I get all giggly. I love this song. It's I, so I good. I totally get it. I <laughs> it's so totally good. totally get it. So num- my number two is also The Curse. It, it, I mean, this this album is... Not only does it just hold so much nostalgia, but dude, I mean, the drumming is some of my favorite that Brandon's done. I mean, the guitar playing is kind of when you start to see them have like lead guitar playing rather than the back and forth guitar playing. Like you started to see the band be be more of a band rather than just a bunch of parts together, which was really good, but it was more of a band, a band effort. And then obviously you started to see Brandon do more of the melodic vocals. And that was cool at the time because you thought, okay, you only, at the time you only thought like hardcore was like all screaming. So whenever you heard a little bit of clean vocals, it was always exciting because it was something different. So this is an expansion on that. And it it was always just very, very exciting. And this record just blew my mind when it came out because I got into the band during Suicide. And this, this, this album just, just was another so good it was so different from suicide notes but it's still it, you knew it was a trade and it was just still so damn good and like like you said i mean there's so many especially for me there's so many memories and with friends and i don't and just seeing this band so many fucking times over the years and then i remember when when i met tammy way back when her and i kind of bonded over a treyu more specifically this album because as silly as it is, I we you and I only know friend of the pod Justin through Tammy because he was Tammy's friend, so that's how we know him. And before I knew Tammy, Justin was obviously a huge Atreyu fan. So when he would drive Tammy and Julie around, just just driving around, he would force them to listen to Atreyu and Avenged Sevenfold and just bands that they don't like. And then he would make them learn the <laughs> lyrics and then sing along <laughs> with him. And it's funny because when Tammy and I met, she knew the lyrics to like Crimson, Right Side of the Bed and stuff like that because Justin made them listen to Atreyu and learn the lyrics and sing along with him in his car. 
And I thought that was just so funny and so stupid, but like it, that's one thing that just adds so much nostalgia to it. And I've seen Atreyu with Justin and Tammy and just so many other people over the years. And dude, they're they're just dude. This album's perfect. I'm sorry, this album's perfect. Spoilers. This album's perfect. Even though we're not doing this album, it's perfect. Damn. But my favorite, my favorite song and my favorite Atreyu song is on this album, and it's Demonology and Heartache. It's this is when you started to see the lead guitar playing take center stage, but still not take away from the rest of the song, and it has that speed. The dude, this this that song, Demonology and Heartache, it has the speed and the the craziness of everything, but then still pull it back and keep that melodic that melody there, and it's that's an amazing song, an amazing record. So that's my number two. So there that's, you go. Um, that's funny because I, I'm I'm happy that Justin did that because that makes me that makes me laugh for one, and um, I guess that's it. Because you can imagine Justin got. doing something like that, right? Like, yeah, because he's <laughs> such a, like a an interesting guy, to where like you like n- normally you would think <laughs> okay that's that's a little weird, but knowing Justin like he's su- he's such an interesting guy and such a different guy like like it's funny you know it, it's I don't know I, I have no idea. Besides, like, you and I I think Kevin likes Atreyu a lot. Besides, like, you guys, like, Justin's the only person that I know who likes Atreyu a lot. I think Kevin only likes Atreyu, like, like the first album, like Suicide Notes. That's it. Oh. Maybe The Curse, but he never went past that. I've kind of been on my own, but anyway. Okay. All right. Well, now, now we're getting into the number one spot here. The number um, one spot, yeah. So I mean, we agree with my number one spot. So where are you throwing this EP? Are you throwing it before or after? And so you're you're convinced I'm throwing it before because I'm I'm thinking you think that, I hate that when bands their... re-record songs. And... Yeah. Okay. And I'm right. Um, I'm right. Well, actually, you're 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 wrong for this for this one time. <laughs> it's uh, Thank it God. was it was it was interesting because this was. This was a step up from Visions. This was a more mature but a stronger sound. Oh, we're talking about Fractured. Yeah. It was it was very heavy. It was very aggressive. And I listened to this first before mm-hmm. anything because I bought my album or my vinyls my kind house. of a little bit late. But then I bought it from a store who eventually met or emailed me saying, oh, sorry, we couldn't get it for you. So I had to reorder it from fucking Amazon. I didn't get it till Saturday. And so when my list, I, I purposely skipped their first album on Spotify so I could get it on vinyl and listen to it. So I didn't listen to it until Thursday. Okay. And I was almost pretty much done with everything by then. But yeah, dude, like Fractured. I, I, dude, this was nuts. This was unbelievably good. I couldn't even believe Atreyu ever had a sound that was this good. That was this, <laughs> that was this like aggressive, but not mm. goofy. But kind of also yeah. goofy a little bit because it was a little bit goofy. It was a little bit lighthearted. It was a little bit fun. They didn't take them. It didn't seem like they were taking themselves way too seriously, like they did on way later albums. And I, I, I don't know, man. I really, I really, really loved it. Taking back every word I said. Ooh, can't yeah. can't get enough of these early hardcore gang vocals, like like Bane <laughs> stuff, dude. I just it's too good. I just I eat it up. Like that's if there's anything about high school Esperanza hardcore stuff that I liked back then, it was pretty much like the gang vocals. Like everybody just shouting the same stuff at the same time. That's, Mm -hmm. that's my takeaway at that time. 
So that's I don't know. That's but then like the last part of that song too, like the like the the, the clean singing. Yeah, dude, cherry that's on so the top, good. cherry on the top of the sun. So there, I, I I don't know. I was I was I was truly blown away by Fractured. I I really was. That's that's surprising, man. Maybe that's why I put it so high. Is just because I was like, wow. I, I didn't know you the, guys the, the style or the, like how it sounded. Like I think it was like the production that you liked so much. But it's I, I I can't imagine anybody coming into a tray you listening to like in our way saying like oh dude I heard this new the album by a guy that I listened to John Feldman he said I should listen to this new album like you know like a fifteen year old a sixteen year old listening to Inner Awake and then going back and listening mm-hmm. to like like Suicide Notes and Butt Kisses or Fractured and then thinking that it's worse. Like, there's just no way. There's no fucking way. That's like somebody listening to Presence by Zeppelin and then going back and listening to, well, anything before Presence and then thinking <laughs> that it's worse. <laughs> like, there's no fucking way. Yeah. I can't. No, I, I, I totally I, get I, it. I can't I totally empathize. I can't. I can't with that shit. All right. So now we're just going to get into our album of the week. And what album by Atreyu are we doing today, Jeff? We're doing Suicide Notes and Butt Kisses. Treyu formed in 1998 in Yorba Linda, California by Alex Varkatsis on vocals, Dan Jacobs on guitar, Travis Miguel on guitar, Kyle Stanley on bass, and Brandon Soller on drums and vocals. They currently have seven full-length albums, three EPs, one compilation, and are one of the most popular bands to come out of the metalcore genre. But that one we're doing today, if you didn't already know, is Suicide Notes and Butt Buckets to... Butterfly Kisses, and it's the band's first album. It was released June 4th, 2002, and the album features Alex Varkatsis on vocals, Dan Jacobs on guitar, Travis Miguel on guitar, Chris Thompson on bass, Brandon Soller on drums and vocals, and they have sold over 250,000 copies worldwide, and this is iconic. 
All right, Jeff. Ding, ding, ding. What do you got? What, what do you What do you got? We I had to play the oh. "Live, Love, Burn, Die." That is iconic for this band. So, what are your first impressions on Atreyu as well as this record, "Suicide Notes" and "Butt Kisses"? I think Go. I think like first impressions is it's going to be too hard because I don't I don't know. Coming from a high school, actually the only high school in Yerbalin at the time, everybody liked Atreyu. Sure. Everybody at least knew who Atreyu was because of their ties with Desperado. Because they were from... You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, it's hard to say like my first introduction to Atreyu and going to so many parties after high school was over and being involved with people that were in the hardcore scene even though I was in the scene, yeah. but not a part of the scene, as we discussed earlier. Dude, like a lot of these songs, like I was, I was fucking surprised by how many of these songs I remembered, especially coming into the chorus. And also, I was also surprised too, that Atreyu kind of stuck to the whole like verse chorus thing more than I thought they would. I thought they would just kind of like just do their own thing and be all over the place, but they, they stuck to the structure a lot. And I dig it. I liked it. So what, what it, so that that was your first impression on the band, your origin story with them. What are what are your first impressions on this record then? Suicide Notes. I I tried to hold off until I got the the vinyls for it, but I couldn't because I didn't know when the fuck I was going to get it. So I did break down and listen to it on Spotify on Thursday, like I said, and um dude, I was I was blown away. I was blown away by how much fun I had. I was blown yeah. away by how much how many of the songs I, I I knew, like in my in my psyche, in my id, I guess, they were all there, and I, I had a great time. I I was it was fun. I don't know. I don't know, dude. I don't yeah. know what you want for me? So was was this your first time hearing this record in its in its entirety? Oh, for sure. As far as you um, know, yes. As far as I know, unless okay. unless like like I said, like the biggest, I I, I think like the biggest party house. To where I can remember listening to a tray was at the the Brian slash Kevin house, yeah, you know, the party, the big yeah, party, like house. the party house yeah. where we all would always go to. Like that was the place where I heard, where I, I just I don't know. I remember hearing a lot of these hardcore songs. So yeah, as far as I know, like this is the first time I've heard. No, I, this is the first time I've actually actually heard. I've, I've maybe listened to them, but this is the first time I actually heard. Sit down, took it in, a tray you. Besides, mm-hmm. besides the curse. Yes, when we did that a couple of years ago. Ooh, man. So you you I it's it's so interesting to me you coming in hearing this for the first time and your your real introduction to this this band that I've been following for so long and I've enjoyed so long. So so for me I discovered this band because yes, we went to Esperanza High School and that's where this band went to. This is where they, this they played like one of their first shows at the high school. So this is like, every like you said, people only knew about this, or ever a lot of people knew about this band because of their connection to the school. And even when we were in high school, uh, Brandon's band Hideki played at um, Creative Impulse, like the concert at the high school. They played at lunch, uh, and so like they like this band was ingrained within our high school amongst like a large group of people. And so that's kind of how I got into them. It was was because of that. It was during it was shortly after Suicide Notes had come out. Was when I when I discovered them through I don't even remember who it was exactly. I think somebody was just listening to them at school, like on a little computer speaker. 
and I just loved it. And then, like I said earlier, I went to Hot Topic to go buy this stupid record because they, I figured they wouldn't have it at Best Buy. So I went to Hot Topic, and they only had Fractured. And so I got that. Mm. And, I mean, I, I liked it. But then, event, like, a couple of weeks later, I eventually got Suicide Notes. should have bought it on vinyl when you were just, there. <laughs> dude. <laughs> I don't even think Hot Topic sold vinyl at the time. No, they did because I remember... They did sell vinyl because Jessica bought Corn's Untouchables on vinyl, like when we were sophomores in high school, and that was around this time. Damn. So yeah, they they did sell vinyl at Hot Topic because I remember she bought it from there, which is so fucking weird. But anyway, uh, yeah. So yeah, that that's kind of my origin story with a Treyu and this record. It was all at the same time, and I've pretty much followed this band every step of the way. I've seen them on every tour. Or not every tour, but every like during every album period of their career from Suicide Notes, except for Inner Wake. I refused to go see them during the <laughs> Inner Wake tour because that was that record was god awful. But I did see them. I actually, I only saw them once. The last time I saw them was actually at Chain Reaction, unfortunately, when their comeback show. So before Long Live came out, that was the last time I saw them was at Chain Reaction with Friend of the Pod, Justin and Mike, and then Erica and Tammy. But yeah, that that show was fucking insane. And then, like I've talked about on the pod before, the, one of the craziest shows I've ever been to was an Atreyu show at the Bren Center in Irvine. When every time I die, open for them. Chiodos opened for them. Uh, from first to last was supposed to open, but then Sonny blew out his voice so he couldn't perform. And that's when I, I thought I got my teeth knocked out of my face at that show Damn. but yeah dude the, the tray i've seen them from in the smallest venues back in the day to the big festivals like Ozfest, and then family values dude i've seen them dozens of times they're they're fucking great i love this band they're top my top 10 band for me like of all time i trade you is i don't care well that's i'll stick by it that is I'll stick uh, by it. top 10 band that is that is Okay, that's that's an opinion, I guess. <laughs> but it's it's also one of those things where like you you've been there from the beginning, and you've just you've you've watched them progress or or not or was it digress? Would that be the right word? No, you it would digress. it would definitely be digress. Yeah, or devolve. I guess you could say devolve uh, over the here and there. Over over time, but yeah, no, I, I I've I've been there since almost the beginning, and dude, this band is so great, so great. Like like this album's amazing. Like literally the beginning though, because you went to buy one album and you ended up buying the EP before the album you wanted to buy. <laughs> yes, correct. Oh, and I will say too, I did buy a CD, or it was no, it was a sampler. It was a sampler for a magazine. You remember how like when we used to buy like. I don't know how many magazines you bought back then, but like Circus Magazine and Revolver and shit like that. Remember those old magazines? And then how they would sometimes come with like a sampler CD? Yeah. So one time, I don't remember exactly what magazine it was, but it came with a sampler CD and the sampler CD was um, Victory Records, but it was only, it was almost like a vinyl record. It's so, it's so hard to explain. So it was like the size of a normal CD, of a normal CD, and Victory Records is what the trade was on, and on and the CD was a full length CD, like full size CD, but it was only like mini disc size, so it was essentially like the seven inch of a CD. I guess that's the best way I can can say it. So it was like the little CD, tiny, 
and then there was like a clear disc to make it a full size CD, so you could put it in your CD player. And then on one side was was a tray use someone standing on my chest. And then on the other side, I don't remember what it was because I didn't give a shit. But I got that from a magazine. So it was it was a sampler of only two songs, but it was almost set up like a vinyl, vinyl record. Like I don't know if that makes any sense to you at all. Uh yeah. A because little bit. because you remember how like you can make you can make burn CDs like on one side on the on you could burn both sides of a CD if you wanted to? I see I never I never got into that. That like both, that both sides burning thing. I I've only actually to be honest, I never even, I never heard of that till right now. Yeah, some uh, there were some you could the buy, CDRs. You, could, you know, you can buy like blank CD. Remember how you could buy blank CDs to burn stuff on? Yeah, like those. I, you, I still have a stack of like CDRs that, but you only burn one side of them. You have one side, but there were some where you could burn both sides of them. So that's what this was. You could burn both sides, but like the the. <laughs> Like, like I've said, like the best way to explain it is it's the same size as a normal CD, but it's all clear except for like a small portion of it at the bottom toward the hole. And yeah. that small portion had one song on each side and that, and one side of it was someone standing, someone standing on my chest by a tree. Ah, so good. So that, that I got, I remember I got that from a, from, I don't even remember what fucking magazine, but I thought that was like the coolest thing. And it was from Victory Records back, back when Victory Records had like bunch of cool bands but well they, they anyway, still yeah. do i mean a day to remember has been on victory for quite a while so they're still cool all right were they really up until recently too yeah i think bad vibrations were in victory too i thought they went defunct or something like that but victory not. yeah fucking god nah, they, I don't know. I big don't record know. labels don't go defunct well they're not a big record label that victory Victory Records, no. Victory is pretty big. It's like a local. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Let's no, get the fuck out of here. Victory Records is pretty big. What is okay? The, so what, what do you got? Yeah, so let's let, let's what? get into let's get into your stinkers. Let's get into your okays. Do you have any stinkers on this record? I have. Let's see. One. There's only ten songs, right? <laughs> there yeah. are ten songs. Correct. So you have one, two, three. I have no stinkers. Yeah, I fucking knew it. Because there are no stinkers. There I are do. No I do have some okays. I can guess one of them. Um, I have one, two. I have two point five okays. Okay, one of them is the Vampire's Lament. Yes, that is an okay song. The other one is Dan the Arsonist. Uh, no, that is Did not that an one? okay song. Ah, damn. Then I don't know the rest. <laughs> okay, so the other okay song I think is "Ain't Love Grand." Okay, fair enough. And then enough. another song, I guess we can talk, talk about it real quick. But tulips are better. Mm-hmm. This is one that I was, I was, uh, I don't know, I was, uh, I was in like a transitional period here, I guess, with the album. I love the intro. I think, I think it's fantastic. This one was was from the EP. So it was translated again into the album. I, I don't hate this song. I wouldn't call it a banger. Like my favorite part, obviously, is the drum roll into the bridge. Mm-hmm. And I, like this, this, this is the eighth song on the album, and I finally realized that at this point that my favorite part of this entire album are like the transitional periods for Atreyu, the transitional parts like the bridges like everything they do is is great 
but when they hit like a bridge part and then things change within their songs, that is yeah. my favorite thing. Like I, I, I can't get enough of it. And tulips are better was when I realized it, but the song I, I feel is, is, is okay. Okay. To a banger in between both of them. Interesting. Okay. I, I, I can understand that. And I figured that was mainly because like it was already done on fractured. So that was why too. But well, I mean, I so like my my biggest banger on here was was from Fractured. What is that? Someone standing on my chest or that's, living that's it, baby? Someone standing on my chest. Oh, okay. That is my okay. biggest banger. Okay. Like this, again. So, listening to it on vinyl, this started the second side so fucking hard. It started the second side so goddamn hard, <laughs> and I just I. I couldn't even I couldn't even like keep up with it. Like this is my favorite chorus. I love the back and forth, the clean and dirty vocals. And the song is just so fucking fast. Dude, after the chorus hits, like what mm-hmm. the what is going on here? The rhythm's going at it for like a while and and like the lead kind of slows it down with its noodling. But again, like my favorite part of this is the bridges. Like the the Dude, your right? bridges, sir. <sighs> <laughs> Dude, heavy, heavy, heavy bass, and, yes. and for for an album where I kind of felt bad because I didn't I didn't pick up a lot on the bass guitar throughout this album. Like mm-hmm. my main focus was pretty much it was like lead, and then Alex, and then the drums. That's that's kind of okay. how I went, and then after that it was like more more like structure, more like pacing. But like the bass guitar, I totally forgot there was even a bass player in this album until this song. I can see that. I could totally see that. He's kind of, I don't want to say non-existent because he's obviously there, but there's just he's a lot the of one that noise. That, there's a lot of noise. There's a lot of like, fuck. There's a lot going on. Yeah. 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 Dude, they kill it um, in their bridges. Like, what are they doing? Like everything, every bridge that they did, whether it, it would like slow down a song or speed up a song into the outro, every bridge that they did on this album was absolutely perfect. I dude, I totally fucking agree with you, especially on this song. Their transitions are just they're fucking flawless. Even in some songs where I, I have notes here, even in some songs where they're so elementary, they're so mm-hmm. dumb. There's some shit that you and I would do like in our first band. But <laughs> dude, they're fucking flawless. Well, I, I can keep going with someone standing on my chest. The, the third verse starts off like a little bit slower. And then by the mm-hmm. second line of the third verse, like the drums double time it and really kick it like into into that like ending kind of high gear sound. The, I don't know, like like yeah, a train, the, no, a train kills like, it, like like speeding up, slowing down, even though like nothing ever really slows down. I, I don't know. They, they they just do a really good job at just keeping everything interesting. They do, and then this song, that mind. Okay, I will say this: this is my favorite song on this record. Oh, someone telling my this is my this is this is my second favorite Atreyu song ever. Damn. This is What's the best song, song. Demonology and heartache, like I said, but you oh, didn't yeah. listen. But you didn't listen. That's, that's, that's boring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm choking. Oh, I'm choking. I'm trying Good. to swallow. Oh. But what's what's cool about this is that it's it starts off it starts off with. Just like that, that clean guitar, like that strum, that slow strum, and then it just like fucking explodes, and then the the ch- it like chugs along, and it, it like you said, it, the the transitions are so wonky 
but for whatever reason, it works really, really well. And then the clean vocals come in briefly. Dude, it, it's a killer song. So I'm, I'm going to play a, a bit of it. And I'm just going to start it right from the beginning because you got to hear that opener. So here we go. Someone standing on my chest from a tree. You. There's a bit of uh, someone standing on my chest from Atreyu, the best song on the record. Am I right or am I right? You are correct. Dude, I'm always right. <laughs> what are you laughing about? I'm always right. Oh my God, dude. Just because you probably heard that kid in there too, but that's fine. So, Because okay. I heard what? I heard what in there? Do you have, do you have any okay songs? No, I have no okay songs. I think every, th- every song is good. Okay. What? Well, like, there's, there's not a bad song. Just everything's good. I mean, I don't think these songs are bad. It's not amazing. But I only, I only classify things as stinkers, okays, and bangers. I have everything as a banger on this record, and then I have one good song, and the one good song is "The Vampire's Lament." Oh, okay, so we don't really have to talk about that one very much. Although, yeah, I, I'm okay, fine. So, not like, talking the, about it. like, uh, it's, uh, the Vampire's Lament does have something in there. That I kind of like, and I've I've always I mean we've uh, so like that that palm muted that that repetitious riffage, we're like mm-hmm. it's a three hit palm mute, but the third hit isn't open. Yeah, it's very pop punk. You know what I mean? Like like that that noise. And then oh yeah, absolutely. It just kind of got me thinking, like who I don't know who started that, or like what even to call that. But other than that, I, I, I mean, it's it's that's right. typical pop punk, man. But like, I wonder, I wonder what was the first band to do that, or why they did that. I don't know. But the solo, dude, the solo in Vampires Lament is fucking cool. Like, it's way cool. 
But I also realize how very like bullet for my Valentine esque that's that solo is and how kind of cheesy it is. But it's a cool solo. Man, bullet for my Valentine. You really throw that reference out, huh? Yeah, fuck that band. That band fucking. I wouldn't even put that band in in a Treyu's level. Like it's Dude, the Treyu's like leaps and bounds over that stupid band. Except for that solo. What is Come on. Come what on. is your what is your what is your second banger then? Well, do you, are we done with someone standing on my chest? I mean, that yeah, that's all the notes I had for that one, I guess, yeah. Okay. I mean, you don't want to talk about the lyrics or anything like that cuz I feel oh, like Oh. Okay. I've that's, never I've never dove into the lyrics until this week and his lyrics I like a lot. The like, lyrics I, were, I think he has a he has a cool way of like wording things and they're they're pretty they're much deeper than I thought for a band on their first record, on their debut record. I thought it was pretty rad. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> Fucking son of a bitch. <laughs> the lyrics were, were cool because on Genius, I, I guess at some point, like, Alex did a deluxe thing where he actually talked about each individual song. Yes. Is that Does that ring a bell at all? So it's weird because... They they came out with a deluxe version, I guess, like right before the curse came out or right after the curse came out, <clears throat> and they they limited 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 it to so many copies, and it came with a DVD, like a behind the scenes DVD, and of almost like an MTV Cribs thing. But I had never seen it, and I tried looking it up on YouTube. I tried everywhere looking for it because I thought it would be so interesting. I could not find it fucking anywhere, and it made me so mad. <laughs> but. It it did mention that there there were like six songs from um, like live live videos from Showcase, and I, I have Oof. seen those videos, and I had those. I actually used to have those videos on my old hard drive, like way back in the day, like when that DVD came out. But I've never seen the actual video footage. I've only ever seen the the live performances of like Tulips Are Better, um, Ain't Love Grand, Lip Gloss, and I don't remember the other ones right now, but. Yeah, so I've seen those those live performances from Showcase, but I've never seen the other stuff. The other stuff. Okay. But anyway, yeah, it was all included. Like like him breaking down every song was included in that deluxe that deluxe edition of Suicide Notes. So I so I mean, as far as like the lyrics go, I feel like uh, this this sounds so derogatory and so kind of like I don't know bad and, and kind of dismissive. But these are very high school lyrics. I I, I think very, I think. They're very superficial, very like my lips are screaming pretty nothings. My ears are bleeding for want of words. <laughs> Fuck words. I need actions. But see what's better though, what, what him being absolutely literal or him trying to like throw in fancy things like that. Like, like I think this is better than him just like throwing out like I'm so depressed I miss my girlfriend, you know, shit like that. You know, like Goldfinger style. But then, but then, don't forget in the in the first verse, he says, "Pleading for a breath of fresh air, someone standing on my chest, dying. I'm I'm asphyx, asphyxiating myself. I yeah. kill myself." Okay, and so uh, what do you mean? So like you're referencing like one thing when when the same song. <laughs> yeah, but it's like okay, so the first verse is like starving searching this barren wasteland trying to grasp being this alone pleading for a breath of oh no that's the one you just said fuck me damn it no i was I thinking of a different song. i don't see that fuck me lyric on there break know, myself I messed, I messed slave to up. my weakness choke on my words oh i'm drowning and i feel so alone like these aren't these aren't bad lyrics but 
and again, like it sounds so dismissive of deeper topics like this, but like, come on, man. But how do you want it though? Like, that's the thing. How do you want him to write it? Like what would make it more mature? Honestly, I don't care because first of all, you can barely fucking understand what he says anyway, unless you already know the lyrics. There's that. Yeah. Give this, give this to anybody who doesn't listen to hardcore music at all. And maybe they'll jot down like two or three correct lyric two, two or three correct words <laughs> so so like the words themselves like words are like bullets the words themselves are are meaningless they don't they don't mean anything it's it's kind of like the emotion it's it's but they mean a lot to the singer to alex they mean a lot to alex because he's the one conveying them right he's the one that's feeling that emotion so that's what matters but we're not picking up on the words we're picking up on the emotion and i think there's a lot of emotion on this record but I think the words themselves are are all pretty similar, and I, I I I get that they are meaningful to Alex, and it's conveyed perfectly into the music because, like I said, there's a lot of meaning in this record. But mm-hmm. the words, I the words, I mean, he could be saying fucking watermelon over and over and over and over. It doesn't matter. I don't care. <laughs> it's hard to pick up on, and being like a first time, first time, long time here, you know. Yes. I don't. Yes. 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 I don't know. I, I I didn't I didn't grasp onto good. the words. <laughs> that was good. I, I didn't grasp onto the words that much. I honestly, man, I, I I disagree with you. I feel like this is more deep. I know they were young and everything, but I feel like this is more deep than a lot of the shit that we do. Like especially stuff that talks about depression and stuff that talks about you know girl being broken up with. I feel like this is way deeper than a lot of the bullshit we we we've talked about especially pop punk wise i i think i think just because it deals with heavier issues it it kind of already embeds itself into that that realm of being deeper like like in the bridge where how do you gauge loneliness have you ever felt so that's alone? what i want to talk about see like i oh, i think so good i think just talking about deeper things like that automatically just just gives it credit Whereas, like, why, just because somebody talks about depression so much, why do we give them so much credit? Whereas somebody that talks about being happy all the time, like, why do we dismiss them as, like, oh, that's just happy lyrics, whatever. Whereas the depression thing, like, why do we lean so much into that, saying these are so deep, where they're both lyrics, and the happy lyrics are no different than the sad lyrics, because they both mean something to the people spewing those lyrics there we can't you can't dismiss one and then acknowledge the other and i'm not saying i'm no i'm not saying like you dismiss one over the other when it comes to happiness and depression i'm saying when when one band when when two different bands are are talking about depression like like the, the the i don't i think the only example that's coming to my mind is goldfinger because we've already talked about feldy is that like you listen to like the first two goldfinger records and the songs about him being broken up or the songs about you know depression or whatever they're just so stupid lyrically they're just they're just so blah and then you get this and it's like there, there's way more to it like the like what he uses the word the different words he uses how he how he says the words and how he just the structure of everything like it, it's so much more complex than a band like Goldfinger or like a lot of punk punk pop punk bands would do when it comes to songs about depression and, and shit like that. Like even like look at it, look at a band like Blink who did Adam's song, like their depression song. And you look at it lyrically compared to this. 
Like, come on, man. That that shit's fucking straight up child's play compared to this. No. Now you're being silly. Dude, get the you're fuck being out silly. of here. Get the so, fuck so, out of no, here. No, you're being... You, you're being. You're I being, love Blink too. You're being silly because you're 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 being blinded by the fact that just because something is sad in 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 a more darker tone, then it has to be like it's it's almost like given that it has to be taken as deeper than anything else. But like, here's a good example: like Pulling Teeth by Green Day from from Dookie, right? That that song. I'm all yeah. busted up, broken bones, and nasty cuts. Like that's a good fucking. Yeah. That's a well written song. About song, yeah. about kind of like what we're talking about, but it's kind of in a poppier tune, so it's 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 a li- it's definitely a deep cut for Dookie, but dude, it's a well written song. But to think that it that is. has less meaning than this does is silly, just because of the fact that this is matching, I guess, the tone of the music. But doesn't but doesn't that technically make it better because it it goes along with the with the music better and it's not set you know that's what makes it better it, it, it's all one thing but it's it's not better or worse because pulling teeth by green day that entire album is, that's is an amazing totally song it's totally different than pulling teeth but then they throw in this song called pulling teeth and it's just like whoa what the fuck let me take a seat let me, let me take a take a seat and really listen to what they're saying here because this is totally different than long view and basket case and so i don't know if it's better or worse i'm just all i'm saying is it's not better or it's not worse just because of, of the subject matter. I okay. Don't know. But I'm also saying too, I went into this record after listening to this record for the thousandth time, who knows how many times I've fucking listened to this record. And this is the first week where I've sat down with the lyrics and looked at them because I'm not a lyric man. And I did. And I was, I was honestly impressed. Like I didn't think I, I didn't know that Alex was this deep of a guy lyrically i didn't know that he wrote lyrics like this because i don't know what he's saying i don't i just don't know what he's saying <laughs> and that's okay because that that's that's part of the music you know and, yeah, you and that's what i to. like about this man you don't have to yeah because he conveys it vocally but it's interesting to see what he's saying lyrically as well and it goes hand in hand with how he feels vocally and i like that a lot when a lot of bands don't do that it's this is great man i i, I honestly i have a, i have a deeper respect for alex and this is based off their first fucking record. So who knows what the fuck he talks about later on. Maybe not in our way because that album sucks. But um, <laughs> yeah, anyway. Yeah, no, no, this song, this song is really good. So let's, let's, let's fucking move on. We've only talked about one okay. or three songs, but only played one or two. But yeah, so what do you, what's your, what's your 2B? What's your number two banger? Uh, living each day like you're already dead. Damn, man. Look at you. Why, do, you, why? do you see a do you see a pattern forming here? Um, I do, only because these are songs from Fractured. Oh, kind of like the okay. opposite of what I usually go for. So this, so these are the refined versions of what was on their first EP, or there's technically their second EP. And so, so, but this song, "Living Each Day Like You're Already Dead," I'm honestly fucking surprised. <laughs> so, what do you like about it? I I love how these these songs start off just just hard and heavy like without a real melody just kind of relying on the intensity to carry mm. them through and they do that a lot on this album is is there's not like dude very very few very few strong melodies they rely strictly on like instrumentation 
an intensity of both lyrics, but not in lyrics like words, just delivery, I guess, of words and, yeah. and instrumentation. Like there's not a lot of strong melodies on this album. And that's what makes it so bizarre, so fucking weird to me. I don't know. I just like there wasn't a lot of songs where after this album was over, I was I was still singing like I was like with <laughs> with, with with like the curse or or, or crimson. Yeah. I, you know, it, I don't know. It was bizarre. It was weird. Or like X's no, and O's. I, it's, I don't know. But like this song specifically, like that bridge, man. It's just good breakdown. A lot of noodling. A lot They're of all fun, about the bridges, man. man. They just, they all absolutely the kill it. And then the outro kind of turns into like this weird, like pop punkish thing with like the chords. Mm-hmm. Like the chords they play oh, are dude, very I pop punk. love it. Very simple. Very simple. Yeah. And the pacing is very just, I don't know. They, they, they. They know how to kill it in the hardcore, but also pay like homage to the scene in general, like the the DIY scene at the time. And at the time, like pop punk was fucking huge. So I, I yeah, respect it. Was. it. No, it was. I dig it. Okay, so here's a. Uh, I'm, I'm fuck. It, I'm just gonna play a little bit of uh, "Living Each Day Like You're Already Dead" from a tree. <laughs> There you go. Living each day like you're already dead. Hmm. From the Atreus. Dude, this is this is my third banger, actually. Damn, son. On this record. You yeah, like this is my, my bangers, dude. Dude, this is I what I love so much about this is the the like just the the ch- the the heavy chugging that just drives the song along and just like the the dot 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 like the the stop starting and stopping so much through the song. And then like you said, during the bridge it's so rad and then this part right here. Oh. 
Like there's so many weird things happening. Like the the like the bridge, they're they're scaling. Like you can't really hear it in the recording because the our stupid system here. But like the the two guitar players, like they're both scaling, doing scales, but they're kind of like doing. I don't even know how to explain it. Like one's playing like a like an octave higher than the other, but they're still doing the scale, and it just sounds so great together. And then it, and then that's the bridge, and then it gets super heavy again, and then that very end where it's kind of like that syncopated, I guess that's the best word to use, like the syncopated guitar playing. It's just, dude, it's fucked up. It's this song is so fucked up. <laughs> like it should, it there's there's no part of this song that should make any sense, but for what whatever reason, it just it drives you along and just punches you in the fucking face. I I, I love this song, love this song to death. It it doesn't it doesn't differ that much from the original from Fractured. I think it like it polishes it, but for the better. Just like someone standing on my chest, it just polishes it. I love it. I love this song so much. Okay, that 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 is your third banger, right? That's my third banger. Yeah. What's what's your second? Dilated, um. for sure. I I love Dilated, and it's funny. Like when when you and I used to like when we would jam or whatever. I would always play like this drum part over and over again. And it was the beginning to dilated. And you're like, Oh, is that Paramore? Like, no dude, it's the, the big, <laughs> it's the intro to dilated or it's an intro to an Atreyu song. You're like, ah, that's stupid. Like, uh, Paramore is better. <laughs> like, dude, fuck you. Literally like, just like you've been holding on to that anecdote for fucking because four, it's so funny. Four like, years. It's like it's like it, it's such like a simple intro. It's such a simple intro, but for whatever oh, reason, so it, good. it works so well in this song. And I will say, my favorite part of this entire record is Brandon's drum playing. This really? is I, I I I this it's by far my favorite part of this record is Brandon's playing. Yeah, damn. Not vocally, but his his drumming. I think he has some of the coolest parts, some of the greatest fills. He he's a songwriter, and it shows in his drumming very, very much so in this cause he didn't really show it much vocally, but drumming, like it really, really fucking showed. He played to the songs and he played to the other members of the band, to Alex, to, to Travis and Dan, like dude, his drumming is phenomenal on this record. Absolutely phenomenal. All right. This is I, my, I, honestly, it's, it is. This is my sixth banger. Really? It's that low, huh? Yeah. I like it's it though. I, I I love. I think the intro is very spastic. Like everything's just going crazy, and then it finds its groove right into the first verse. And I love the intro into the second verse. It's just yeah. I don't know. It's so hardcore. It's so cool. It's the spoken word stuff is always fun and heavy music. <laughs> I dig it. It is, and they they do such a good job of just doing those those classic breakdowns of the scene. Like they're they're one of the best. Because not only do they do they just do the heavy chugging part, which eventually I guess kind of evolved into what's now gent, but gent. like what dude, so that good. genre is so rough good sometimes. But but anyway, so so they they were, they they did that really well. But then they would also do the the high playing parts that just for whatever reason worked so well with one another. And I think that that has a lot to do with Dan playing the lead parts and he just knows how to write a fucking good song. Like he knows what sounds good. And it, and a lot of times it's very subtle, 
but then him and Travis know when to go back and forth at times, but it's never show off. It's never like Avenge Sevenfold where they're just fucking ripping it up or like even Death by Stereo sometimes where they're just fucking just shredding and everything. Like Dan doesn't yeah. do that. Like, he, like Dan can shred and he has done it in some Atreyu songs, but he knows how to hold it back and sit back and play along with the song and let his leads just kind of like flow in there. And like I was saying earlier when we did the rankings, like when he perfected that, that was on Congregation of the Damned. Like if you go back and listen to that, Jeff, like if you only listen to the guitar, the lead guitar on that, like his his stuff is just absolutely amazing on that record. Like it, it's just every song. It's just, it's all lead guitar playing. Like he barely plays rhythm throughout that entire record, but you don't really hear it because it's, it just accents everything else on that record. But you, you, but you also hear it a little bit on this record, on Suicide Notes. You kind of hear the beginnings of that, where he knows how to play with the rest of the band and how to accent everybody else in a very, very great way. Ah, oh, dude, this this album's so good. <laughs> it's so good. I mean, uh, to be fair, this album is very. It's very. I don't know how time. to put it. It's very dated. Yeah, it's very yeah, dated. Oh yeah. No, it it totally is. It's totally of its time. But, but for being being a guy that wasn't like ingrained in the scene and just kind of like a fay weather a fair weather fan fair weather like this is this this is like the best of it right i mean for the most part i mean some people like death by stereo more some but even well no they came out around the same time some people like bleeding through more but they came out a little bit after and then like what i think I've like heard, the, what i've heard of bleeding through is is definitely not this it's not it's more thrashy. Yeah, it's it's, it's, just, it's just hard. It's just hard. Like like bleeding yeah. through prides itself on just being harder. Death by Stereo prides itself on being just just a little more technical, being a little a little better at their instruments. Not to say that they're better than these guys were, but this is just this is just all around good hardcore music. Yeah, I I think like the best band to compare them to like that took this style of like the, the big heavy chugging guitars with the big huge choruses. And I'm mainly referring to like stuff after the curse or kind of around that, that era would be like kill switch engage. Like they took that metal core and took it, took it bigger and more anthemic and more stadium rock than a tray you ever did. And I feel like that's why they blew up because they're really good. Technically speaking, they're pretty damn good. But then they also like they really step into that cheesy zone, that really at least turns me off to them. But then they have some really solid shit there, throughout their songs, especially their their first like three albums, four three or four albums. Like they have some solid stuff there. But for the most part, it's like it has nothing on a tray. You know? No, I, I've I've actually seen Killswitch Engage live like twice. Yeah, I've seen them a few times too. But I, I, I don't even like the music so. I mean, I like uh, I like I like some of their shit. Damn, I really I really wish I would have like went to that Atreyu show multiple times. Actually, oh, not 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 just the chain one, but also the one. Well, was the chain one? No, no. I, also, the one where you went and almost busted your teeth out. Oh, at Bren Center, yeah, yeah. That was fucking. I don't know why you didn't go. It was so weird why you didn't go. Probably being a baby or something. I don't know. <laughs> but I mean. Have I think you've only you've only seen ever seen them at maybe Ozfest or Family Values? No, we saw. I, well, like, I don't know. If, like, I don't know if we were there, but Family Values, yeah, they they played and 
it was outdoors and it was like the middle of the day and it was kind of lame. Yeah. And then the last song they played was the the fucking cover of Bon Jovi and there's Yeah. And that was the when they the were they were touring um when we saw them at Family Values they were touring Lead Sales that had just come out. So they were <sighs> like they were way past their I don't even want to say prime because it's not their prime but like it was past this kind of hardcore era of the band. Man, it was just lame. But still good. Yeah. yeah, no, I get it. I get it. But yeah, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm gonna play dilated because honestly, why the fuck not? So here we go. Wait, I'm gonna play. I want to play it from the beginning when you hear the drums because it's my favorite part, the drum parts. So here it is, dilated. <laughs> This breakdown right here is so every hardcore band from high school. Hmm. Like just that 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 clean that clean guitar and everything, and it's dead quiet. You just hear that clean guitar, and just yeah. kind of like uh, I don't know, not, not in a Treyu sense, but everybody else, which is really shitty clean vocals. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, <laughs> it was no, always so I bad. Not. Like like broken silence esque like. Just very, very yeah. bad, very bad clean vocals. But it was good, you know. It was, it was fun. It was dated. It was of its yeah, time. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. It was of its time. Oh, man. I, I love this song. I love Dilated. So good. So, uh, what, do we? What, do you got anything else for this song? Or I, this is, I know this is like your number six, but... I mean, I, I this song's a banger. I, if I ranked it as a banger. That's crazy. A, a six banger for you? Yeah, the only the only thing I rated I ranked higher, I guess lower actually would be um, at, at least I know I'm a sinner. That's my that's my seventh banger. That's my last banger actually. I kind of I kind of figured you would rank that kind of low because because Ephraim is on it from Death by Stereo, and I know you like Death by Stereo a lot, but 
when you have three vocalists in one song, it just it can didn't be a little it disorienting. It, it was, dude. Like his, yeah, he is so unique in his his style. Like he can do both, clean and dirty. I guess, yeah, perfectly. And and to put him in between, uh, what Alex and Bra- Brandon, Brandon, it was yeah, Brandon. It was a little much. It was a little much. It was a little. It was a little. Um, what do you say? Like. Uh, well, he just he stands alone on himself. Like you don't need anything more than Ephraim. Like he's so charismatic. He's so like he's so loud. You yeah. just don't need that. You don't need anybody else. And and I know that I've I've read I've seen interviews with um with Alex and even I think Brandon too. Like they've they've talked about this session with Ephraim and they're saying he's like the loudest vocalist they've ever, (laughs) they've ever recorded or they've ever been around. Like they're saying like, he doesn't even really need a microphone because he sings. He's just so fucking loud. Like (laughs) not, but not even the screaming, just like just his clean vocals too. He's just a loud guy. Just singing from that diaphragm, just straight up, just belting it out. Yeah. He's just, he's a loud guy. And it, it was kind of funny how they how they mentioned that that they were like comparing him to everybody to a lot of other people who who you you can barely hear when they record vocals and they have to turn it up super high live because you can barely hear them but not Ephraim like Ephraim you don't even, he doesn't even need a microphone he's that loud it's fucking crazy but yeah this yeah, was that, that's a really good song too this is my seventh banger I I don't know you clearly hear Ephraim and and I think it was cool to have him on there you know like. So, OC hardcore sticking together. I dig it. I love it. Yeah. I like that it was a later song and not like one of the first two or three tracks. So that's cool. Yeah. You know, I But I, then also the other the other relation is Paul Miner who uh who was also in Death by Stereo and is the producer and produced Death by Stereo and amongst other bands, but he, he I think he did like the art layout for this album as well. So like yeah. there's a lot of connections but obviously between death by stereo and atreyo the fact that they they came up together in the hardcore scene they went to the same high school they played some of their first shows at the high school it's like there's so many so many things going on that that connect these bands but it's so cool but i will say that one of my favorite parts in the album too is there's this little lead riff before the outro on at least at noma center and it's like mm-hmm. it's like two seconds long it's it's clean it's clean. It's, it's it's right before the outro. I, I didn't timestamp it because I was. Is it the part when it, when it goes when, when it stops and it goes, then and then and then and then they it. go. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, that part Dude, that part's always stuck out to me. It's like ham fisted in there. It doesn't even belong in there. It makes no sense <laughs> it why it's even there. But yeah. dude, it's so fucking good. Like yeah. up until that part, I thought the song might have been like an okay part, but because of that one. That two second clip, this became my seventh <laughs> banger. <laughs> yeah, those those fucking clean vocals, and it go. And if you listen to it on on headphones, like one, like it's on each side, so you hear the the first that and then on the other side and then it goes, and then everybody like the gang vocals like go, and then Ephraim just starts singing. And <laughs> it's so good, man, dude. I fucking love that song. I love Death by Stereo, like. <laughs> I'm talking by, by stereo. I know, what but is, you can't help it. It's Ephraim. What, Ephraim. Oh 
What is your third banger? Well, no, you already gave me third. What, what is okay? So my third banger, I I'm gonna go yeah. and skip over your insignificant. No, third we already banger. did my third banger. Yeah, we already did my third banger. My third banger is lip gloss and black. Okay, perfect. Yeah, this That's this good. this riff is it's dude it's it's iconic. <laughs> like when I heard this, I was like, oh shit, this is like, this is a trade. I okay. Anybody growing up in the scene, I remember. Knows this riff. I remember this shit. For any like OC kid in this area in this era. Area or area, I guess. Or area, yes. This was it. And then, dude, the bridge. Like, the cool little yes. stop and go just to kick it back in with some cool kind of, like, drum roll thing. Like, what the fuck did these guys... I feel like these guys structure songs around their transitions. They have... They At have least an, on this album, yeah. They have an idea, and they say, okay, how can we get this idea to go everywhere else? And like that's what they do, <laughs> because everything that I love about this album and and this band in this era is their transitions, and I just don't understand how they can be so simple and so just kind of like garage band esque in their or transitions. They're, they're almost like, at least on this record, they're almost like the prog rock band of this hardcore scene. Yeah, I no, like, I could, I could, I could, I could definitely get behind that. <laughs> because like the the structures of these songs sometimes don't even make any sense. Like you'll have two verses and then the chorus and then a bridge and then like something weird and then back into a verse. And like like they do a lot of weird shit on this record. Like the but fact it's like that you said, it's just th- parts thrown together and then they're just trying to figure out how can we transition from these cool parts to cool parts. This this song could have just ended after the live love burn die. But yeah. Hey, let's throw a fucking piano in there. I don't know. It's fine. It works. It sounds great. I dig it. Like, why? You know what I mean? Like, why? Yeah. I don't know. It's it's bizarre that this is the last song. It's it's the longest song, and it, it could have just ended at some point, but they extended it. And normally, you can hear when the song should have ended, and then you think, like, mm-hmm. okay, this is just clearly like a wank fest. But here it worked. Like here it was like, okay, cool. I'm glad you guys did this because I need a little bit more. And again, this was like the cherry. This was the cherry on top of this entire album. I was so yeah. satisfied. It is, right? And this is how they end like every one of their shows is with this song. Oh. It, it's with lip, lip Gloss and Black. And I mean, you've seen them, but I'm sure you don't remember. But every time when they play this song live, so Dan is nor- is the lead guitar player. Travis is is the rhythm, but you know sometimes they, they they play off each other, they solo off each other, but it's generally Dan. And so when they play this song, they've always done it since the very beginning. Travis plays the guitar solo at the very end, like after when it like the piano's playing and then the, everything comes back in. He's the one that plays the guitar solo. So what the bass player and Dan do, they they stand up on stage and then they put their guitars behind their their heads like. Jimi Hendrix style and they play like the rhythm part and then Travis the rhythm player comes up center stage and he plays the little solo and everything while everybody's playing like backwards and then that's how they end their shows <laughs> that's cool. a little bit cheesy yeah. but it's still really kind of it's, I don't know it's, 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 it's different fun. yeah it's fun but I, I, I love lip gloss and black like dude that that just that 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 Van Halen style in the very beginning that with the tapping it's it's so it's so cheesy, but for whatever we, reason, it works. And then because we, we have those big drums come in, and then it's just the double bass, just like, do, 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 like for like a minute, it's just that. 
and then Alex is just screaming over it, and then it finally kind of transitions into a almost a different song. It's really like you said, everything about this this album is all about transitions. It's really what it is. I was I don't know, man. I, I I didn't know what to expect listening to this entire thing. I thought I was just going to hear a lot of X's and O's type music. Or the yeah. curse type music, and so when this came on, and then also like when In Our Wake and other later stuff came on, I was kind of blown away. Even though it was shitty, I was still blown away by how <laughs> shitty it was. But I, I, yes. I didn't know I didn't know what to expect, and so this was this was weird. And then on first listen, I was like, oh yeah, this is very nostalgic. And then on second listen is when I kind of realized, like, dude, this band like bases songs around how cool it would be to get from point A to point C. But then let's <laughs> let's just write a point B so we can get there. Yeah, you're you're totally right, and I feel like that was a lot of. I'm going to reference another another very popular band from the scene, and that's Thrice because the uh, the drummer mentioned he's mentioned in several interviews where the first two Thrice records were more the band trying to do that that idea where they they came up with parts and then they would try to and then what they would do is they come up with the parts and then they would come up with transitions to go from part to part and that's how they wrote songs on the first two thrice records and then after that that's when they started to do more conventional writing and if you look at it their first record identity crisis was produced by paul minor who was in death by stereo who also no did the way. same thing Wait, identity crisis was produced by paul minor yes what the fuck yeah yeah so I like all these bands were in when we did that yeah, that's an amazing fucking record and highly underrated, and the band fucking hates it, which is so annoying. But, yeah, you know, very yeah, Paul annoying. Minor, yeah, no, Paul Miner produced that that first I, that first Thrice record, and what then they the they, they and then they wrote the second record, Illusion of Safety, in that same style because they they loved Paul Miner so much because they loved Death by Stereo so much, and that's really why they wanted to work with them on the first record. But then they they continue, like I said, they continue that songwriting style with that. But I feel like because of like that's another example like that's how a lot of bands in the scene were at the time they would just write parts and then just transition from from thing to thing and it was that was it never really conventionally writing a song which is so cool maybe that's just like a a band in general that's that's focusing more on the music itself like hey i have a cool riff kind of in the sense of how we used to write music where i have a cool riff let's build a song around this Rather yeah, than that, I, I have a cool riff. Let's just repeat this riff over and over and over and over and over and make it the focal point of the song. I think you're totally right. Or where they're focusing more on the vocal melody rather than anything else. So then everything kind of is almost lackluster in a way. Damn. Yeah. So there you go. I'm actually really, really fucking stoked that. I mean, I don't I don't listen to a lot of Thrice, but I did really, really like Identity Crisis. It's a great record. And just to yeah. know that, that Paul Miner was on there, too. Yep. So that's that's yeah. kind of cool. That's fun. That's him, man. That's him. All right. So, what, Lip Gloss and Black, was it your fourth or third? That was my third. I mean, I only have two more bangers that I listed. That's that's Deanne. Deanne Dion, the Arsonist is my fourth. And then the song for the Optimist is, is my fifth. Your fifth. Well, I did want to say also with Lip Gloss and Black, the Live, Love, Burn, Die. So good. Like, it's really, it's it's almost to the point of cheesy. Oh, it's totally cheesy. 
but when you're when you're at an Atreyu <laughs> show and and you know that part's coming up, like you you hear that that chug of that do 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 do, and then you're and then it just everybody knows to yell to scream live love burn die, and Alex isn't even like he he puts like the microphone out in the crowd, and just everybody's screaming that and the like literally the fucking pit is insane and it's just dude people are flying over you it's unreal like that part is fucking unreal it only lasts like maybe 20 25 seconds but damn dude that that moment of time when people are flying over your head because they're just throwing each other is just fucking nuts it's such a cool weird feeling it reminds me of unnatural it reminds me of the bane song i'll leave versus frazier and it's the last song, oh, song on their uh, on their Give Blood album from 2001, and like the last part of that album, the last part of that song is they they kind of like gang vocal it out. They say "Give more, give everything, give blood," but I I've never seen Bane live, and I dude I'd still like regret it forever. But yeah. every like live thing I've watched, whenever they end their shows and they end their shows with with that song, just everybody's chanting. You know, give more, give everything, give blood. <laughs> it's oh. the gang vocals, man. Dude, I'm a, oh, we're suckers so for good. gang vocals, right? That's what it is, especially when it when it has this much energy and it's this wild. Damn, dude, it's so good. I, I think it's, it's like because I'm so they, glad. I, oh, I'm so glad I saw a Treyu way back when. Like, I, I I wish I wish now I would have. I wish now I would have been there. Well, I mean, you were there a few times. You just didn't pay much attention. Nah, that's what it was. Especially at an outdoor festival. Like we we didn't go to outdoor yeah. festivals to watch music. We went out to outdoor festivals to drink and you know, or see like really fuck big around. bands. That's what I mean. I feel like out, the outdoor festivals were to like it was almost like to see as many bands as you could in a day. Yeah, and then also to see like the iconic bands that you would never normally see like black Sabbath or guns and roses yeah, or just shit like that. You know what I mean? Like bands you would never go pay to go see normally, but they were playing at this huge festival. That was really the only reason to go. But anyway, uh, so do you want to play any more songs? What do you, what do you want to do? I don't um, know what you want to do. Well, let me just, uh, cause I've, I've kind of gone through everything I wanted to. I mean, I, I love song for the optimist and I love ain't love grand. But I mean, we don't have to play those. I totally get it. I, um, I think I think "Ain't Love Grand" is is a, is is another okay song. Yeah, I remember you saying that. So I mean, we're not. That's fine. That. I, I guess I mean we pretty much touched on like the high points of what I wanted to talk about. And they, uh, it, it's kind of weird too because they actually did make two music videos for this, and for a band being as small as they were, and yeah, that was weird. They made two videos. Yeah, they they made one for "Ain't Love Grand" and one for "Lip Gloss and Black," and they weren't bad. And. Uh, no, they're not bad videos. I mean, they're cheesy, but I mean, all music videos are cheesy. But for like a first album band, like they're not for I guess for a first album non-huge label band, they weren't bad videos. No, and I think they were pretty much done by like their friends and stuff like that. Like that was kind of the whole scene. Like it was very very almost like almost DIY and very much like have your friends do the video, have your friends be in the video in the videos and it was it was a very much like close knit experience and it's pretty cool. And then a couple of years or like last year, I think it was, or maybe two years ago, you and I talked on the pod. They were, 
very briefly, Atreyu were doing this like pop up video thing on their uh, YouTube channel. Remember that? Mm, vaguely. Or no. Well, they they were doing it, and they only did like their first three videos. So they did "Ain't Love Grand," they did "Lip Gloss and Black," and then they did "Right Side of the Bed," which was on the Curse. I think those are the only three they they did the pop up video for, and they they did it themselves. So like they were like giving little things about each video and and like in the lip gloss and black video they're like yeah our friend this person our he was our real friend and we actually like burned him with cigarettes and then like in the ain't love grand video they're like yeah this is dan's brother and he like was in all of our videos and like it was just like little fun little facts like that but done in the pop-up video style with like the bubbles and everything like that Mm. so that was kind of cool so should we wrap it up what do you want to do yeah we could we could we could wrap it up here we're pretty much okay. beat this horse to death. All right, so we're gonna wrap it up, and we're also gonna give it uh, our three. Po- we're gonna give it. We're gonna give it a rating from our three point rating oh. system, where three is a perfect album, two is a good album. You're gonna continue to listen to and recommend to others. One is a bad album. You're gonna listen to it once and then realize it's shit, and then zero is an album that should have never been made, and uh, we should all move on and never remember it again. So what do you got? Um, this was, this was kind of like my, my first real introduction to a radio. Again, I've heard like a, more of these songs than I ever thought I, I would remember. And so it was a fun trip down like uh nostalgia lane, but this yeah. was, this was definitely my first real sit down and listen with all of a radio. And much like AFI, it was kind of fun to hear their progression from point A to point B, even though I don't like it, but it was it was it was it was fun nonetheless. I had a good time with it. But this was I don't know, man. This was something else. This was a perfect blend of nostalgia, of I don't know too much about the metalcore genre, but I think this was like the start of it. Not this specific album, but this this era. I think this mm-hmm. was like the the start of metalcore, and I think Atreyu have kind of have kind of been a part of the metalcore progression, even though the progression is shit. They've been a part of the progression ever since. And I wish they would have stopped at, at the curse, but you know, we can't always, <laughs> as the Rolling Stones say, you can't always get what you want. So, That's a good point. um, I don't know. Given that I, I, I have this on vinyl and I will listen to it again. Unlike some other vinyls that I have, but, um, <laughs> dude this is this is a this is a this is a 2.8 this is 2.8 dude just give it a fucking no, three dude. it's not a three it's not a three tyler come on this is 2.8 would you say this is better than pinkerton <laughs> why why would you say that that's, would you say it's better than pinkerton oh that's so stupid nobody would say that nobody would say well, that. i might be i might get close you're mm. <laughs> Hmm. Tyler. Oh, we're gonna, okay. We're going to need to talk after this. Yeah, probably. But yeah, so Atreyu, I, I've been, like I said, I've, I've been watching this band and, and listening to this band since this album, since Suicide Notes and Butt Kisses. And um, I mean, I've I've liked almost everything I've heard throughout the years. I, I It's weird. It is weird and interesting that I've, watch them progress over almost 20 years now. Like it's, it's just a weird thing in like 
there are very few bands that you've watched for that long. Like you and I, you know, we, we've watched Blink very, very closely over the last 20 years and it's just super weird. And a band like this, like why, why a you? Why have I followed this stupid band for this long? I just don't, I don't get it. But I, I, I love this band. I love their music. And this record got me into a lot of the Orange County hardcore scene. And I met a lot of friends through this, through this scene in general and so much nostalgia and so many great memories within this genre and um this album man it's 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 truly iconic to me this is one of my favorite records of all time and i'm gonna give this album a perfect three (laughs) it's it's absolutely perfect like there's so much to this like more than what we've already talked about that i just love so much i think of everything I think of everything growing up and even in my twenties that just remind me of this band and this record and dude, this it's so good. So damn good. So yeah, perfect three. And Jeff gives it a perfect three too. Damn. But it is not as good as Pinkerton. I will say that. It's Whoa. Snot. Snot. I don't even know why you brought Pinkerton into this conversation. <sighs> I just, cause I just like to be a, a dumbass. There's no real reason. There's no real reason. <laughs> I, I just want you to give a per like I want you to give something that's actually good a perfect three. This is good. Dude, 2.8 is so good. But it's not a perfect three. No. It deserves to be a perfect, perfect three, but it's not. This album is not Dude, perfect. Get, oh my God. If we were a metalcore podcast, then I would probably give this a 2.9. But we're not, so... You know. No, we're we're the greatest podcast ever ever that ever existed. That's correct. Correct. All right. Well thank you all for listening. I got nothing else to say. Do you have anything else to say? No. No. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. This is Asinine Radio. Go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. And um that's it. That's all. From Greeley, Colorado. Greeley. It's an ugly fucking city name. Greeley, Colorado. It's really, it's really ugly. Like you're talking with like this kind of lisp. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor oh, Evil. yeah. Love Lockdown. Okay, My love Lockdown. Love mm. Lockdown. I don't know. Paranoid. Why are you so paranoid?